Hello, I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to another episode of... But That's a Different Story. Where we bring you stories so inspiring, you'll think you were giving a rousing speech at the tippy-top of a cathedral. Preach. Speaking of speaking to the masses at Mass, I had a recent encounter with an eloquent gent the other day. You didn't get into another Twitter fight with the Chocolate Rain Kid, did you? I did, and he's a grown-up now, and let's just say I brought the chocolate pain. But that's not the one I'm referring to. Did you take the mic from the unauthorized budget Law & Order SVU location tour? Saw and heard her? SUV? That only happened once. I mean, I had a different meeting with a person who was very convincing with his words. Well, I'm at a loss. Help me out here. That's exactly what the man was there to do. Help! My favorite Beatles movie, though I don't care for their other work. I'm not a big fan of bug puns. I bet my interviewee could get you to change your tune, much like the Beatles after they went to India. Oh, because of the weed? No, because of polyrhythmic atonal scales. Well, let's tip the scales and your favor as we get into this week's story, The, the Sheraton, Sheraton Charlatan. Charlatan. in the week, I was coming back from an all-day jam session with my group of do-it-yourself fruit preservers slash jazz combo, keep a lid on it. We had been feverishly collecting as much durian fruit as possible, much to the chagrin of everyone with olfactory senses, and especially the Chinatown Red Foxes, the local triad. While the Chinese love to make soup out of the pungent berry, they do not love it when you steal bags of the fallen fruit from them. Running for my life, exhausted, and smelling like an overflowing diaper genie at a crowded gymboree, I decided to duck into a local hotel where I could get some rest and take a shower. I thought I darted into a courtyard Marriott, but it happened to be a Cotyard Marriott instead. Designed to compete with Japanese pod hotels, Cotyard Marriotts have rows of cots where you can nap away an hour or two, if you're lucky enough to find an open bed, in between confused tourists, overworked hotel employees sneaking a nap, and the occasional penny-pinching, copulating couples with a penchant for public promiscuity. Still running from my pursuers, I hopped, skipped, and jumped across every cot until I reached the far end of the hotel. There, I heard a mellifluous voice coming from one of the hotel ballrooms. I ducked inside and saw a betweeded man standing in front of a large crowd lecturing them on becoming your better self. I stealthily climbed over every row until I found an empty seat near the stage, hoping that those chasing me would be too cool to sit at the front of the class. After a few hours of trust falls, confessionals, snake handling, and pass-the-clap games, the seminar ended. Confident I was in the clear and moved by the speaker's puzzling yet somehow inspiring words, I decided to learn more from the man with the microphone. Um, hi, hello there. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Hello. Uh, welcome, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the seminar. Um, yes, I think I did. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't really paying attention in the last half hour or so. Oh, that's right when it starts getting very interesting. 
Well, you know, I, I picked up snippets, and I, I noticed everyone else around me was having a great time. Oh, I saw you picking up the snippets that I was throwing out. It's actually confetti that ends my seminars. Since Oh, I thought there were hidden messages written on them. Oh, there there are. It's torn up pieces of the Bible meant to rain Jesus' sweet, sweet messages across the room. Okay, I guess I'll put him together like one of those refrigerator puzzle things and yes, see what exactly, comes up. Exactly, exactly. Do with it what you will. Well, what I would love to speak with you a little bit. You see, uh, my name is Ronald Donaldson, and I'm from a podcast. Oh. And, you know, I, I came in here sort of inadvertently, but now that we are both here talking, we're both men who use our voices to speak. Yes. I thought maybe I could ask you a few questions. Absolutely. Whatever you'd ask away, young lad. Oh, oh well, young. That's I've never I haven't heard that term in quite some time. Uh-oh. So I I I'm afraid I knocked over your poster as I ran in here, so I didn't quite get your name. Uh, my name is Dr. Brinkley P. Shaftman. Brinkley P. Shaftman. Yes. Oh, okay. And you're a doctor. Uh, an honorary doctor. And what's the honor? Honor is all yours, I presume. That it is. I'm honored to be here and to meet you, doctor. Oh, I thank you. Thank you. It's a great pleasure having people come listen to my rantings and ravings about the ways of the world and how it works. Well, yes, I saw everyone was getting into a frenzy and really, I think, being moved some to tears. Oh, yes, it's part of the things. We have live onion cutting going throughout. Really uh, kind of puts things in motion. I see. So there's a cooking element to your show. Somewhat. We cut the onions, and part of the demonstration is you must eat the raw onions. It's the only way to achieve natural power from the earth. The only way? The only way. That's why they make you cry. The power harvested within them is very intense. Just like you're speaking right now. Intense. Exactly. And what... So you help people get their power. Yes. You have help them activate their own power. Is that correct? Well, the thing is, most people don't inherently have power. The power comes from outside forces. Outside forces? Yes. The earth, the moon, the sun, wind, those kinds of things. Heart? No, that's within. Oh, right. <laughs> that's so easy. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of, well, you know. Anyway. <laughs> so, but does any power come from within? Surely there must be some places on your body that have power. I mean, for men in particular, there is the scrotum. <laughs> Lots of power can be harvested there, not necessarily emanating power, but it, power can be stored in the balls. I see. I mean, I guess some of life comes from there, and I suppose life is power. And yes. Power is time and money, and that's what happens, what you need to have balls. Yes, it, it's part of my kind of... Not so much a religion, but following, like, uh, I don't know how you would describe it, but a way of life called scrotalism. I'm a, a devout scrotalist. Uh, you, 
I believe that many power from the earth and the moon and the sun and the wind can be stored in the scrotum. I see. How how do you harness that external power and get it internal, uh, get balls deep in it? I mean, basically, you just have to be able to make yourself open to the world at large. This is, uh can be done in many different ways. For one, sounding with some salt water. <laughs> Did you say sounding? Which if you don't know what, what sounding is, I don't suggest <laughs> that you... I'm sorry, my attack dogs. They get uh, very excited sometimes at the thought of such things. But yeah, I, do, I don't recommend looking it up on YouTube. Or oh. actually, Pornhub. <laughs> Oh, I, I certainly won't, and I, I see your your attack dog. I did notice your attack dog circling the crowd during the seminar, um, and I suppose these dogs have not been neutered. Neutered? No, no. I, I like to... Well, of course not. They need to keep their balls right. for the energy to be stored within them. I see, yes. Uh, and so you help men kind of look at their balls, play with their... What happened? <laughs> It's not playing. They're not a toy. They're a measure of great. You know, we might have to take a break. That's probably safest. Let's yes. adjourn into my study where we can continue this further. Oh, sure. The the ice machine room in the hotel. Yes. Okay. I've set up a temporary office there. Fancy. Okay. Okay, now, now that we're in my, I'd like to say office hours are open. Oh, are you a professor? You're a doctor, an honorary doctor. Yes, I, I do some teaching, light teaching. At a school of any kind? A school of sorts. I do mostly seminars and guest speeches. I haven't been formally employable for several years. Several years? So how long have you been this kind of guru, this motivational speaker? I have to say, probably around the time of my fourth divorce. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, don't be. It's been the best thing that's happened to me, is finding my own life. Uh, you're finding your own life? I was trying to search, for finding meaning of life through constant companionship and with others, trying to understand their feelings and... I, it's just not not the, the way that things should be. You think that everyone, that applies to everyone, that other people are no good? Not good for you. You need to, you need to take your energy from other things, not other people. You receive toxic energy from other people. Oh, wow. And how do you get rid of that toxic energy? Because from what I can see, there are a lot of people everywhere. That's mostly done through defecation and urination. Well, don't people do that normally? Yes, but it is the body's natural way of cleansing itself. Oh, I see. I've heard of these full body cleanses. And how do you propose people do that? Well, first you sit on a toilet mm. and you wait till you feel a little rumbly in your tummy. Or your tumbly? A tumbly. 
And uh, then you just let what happens naturally just happen. Oh, so you let nature take its course. Of course. You don't try to speed it up at all? No, I found that taking laxatives and things of the such were uh, a way of cheating natural constipation. Uh, It's supposed to be hard work sometimes. Well, right. Consisting on a diet of nothing but raw onions. (laughs) cause tremendous blockage but it's a blockage that you must surpass overpass overcome in fact right because nothing easy ever came from not working for it yeah you gotta make a little squeezy (laughs) (laughs) no that's uh (laughs) I think I saw a pamphlet. That's the name of your book, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing's easy. <laughs> Squeezies. Yes. Right, right. That's one of your many books, I, I take it. Yes. My first book is somewhat of a pre-scrotalist vision that I had. Uh, that was uh, when I had first started doing seminars Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Art of Psychrology. Oh, how interesting. Now, I am unfamiliar with that practice. What it's, is that? How, how does the art of psychrology work? So, in order to be closest to the earth, you need to get down and be physically close to it. Mm-hmm. That involves getting on all fours and crawling like a newborn child. Oh, so you sort of break yourself down mentally... And revert back... To a little goo-goo-ga-ga baby, yes. Yes, yes, with little burps and pukes and poops and peeps. Yes, exactly. I think I might be getting there myself. (laughs) (laughs) I see you're on your way. But yes, yes, it's it's important to be down close to the ground, uh, acting like an infant who are the most innocent of people. Right, because infants, they have sort of a blank slate, and they've come from the earth in a way. A blank slate and a blank E. <laughs> Most times. Right. I found. Oh, I see. Yes, because uh, the, the blank E is very calming kind it's of... comforting. You can comfort- wrap yourself up like a little burrito. That sounds delicious. Yes, it is. It's a uh, pure onion wrap... With a pureed onion inside and boiled onions. And maybe the onion skin as the... The wrap. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I see. You love your onions. Uh, They are good. So, and when you're practicing psychrology, uh, are there sort of, you said, mashed up onions, like baby food onions? Yes, absolutely. Pureed, if you will. Emulsified sometimes. Okay. And... I saw, I think, another pamphlet floating around. You sell all these. Yes, I do. Uh, I have a booth at the farmer's market Mm -hmm. where I sell. uh, I mean, do I grow the onions myself? No. Do I go to the grocery store a block away from the farmer's market and purchase a large amount of onions for perhaps penny on the dollars? Pennies on the dollar uh, Mm -hmm. because I have... uh, some incriminating evidence against the Korean owner. I, I, yes, this is, this is a purely hypothetical situation, it seems, or is there an answer? 
I'll let you decide on that. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll have to think about that. I don't want to incriminate myself, of course, but I think you are smart enough to put together the pieces. Well, I, I hope so. It seems like I maybe need more of your training to really realize my full potential. Yes, I, I suggest uh, you start perhaps joining my fan club. Oh, you have a fan club? Yes. Is this a mail-away kind of, you write in, join the fan club, and then you get something in the mail? Yes, send a prepaid postcard to the address listed in my pamphlet, and I will send you regular updates. Uh, also included... It has postcards as well? Yes. I send they, you a postcard, you send me a postcard. Exactly. It's very much of a pen pal situation. Oh, you yes. just need to find some way to attach a cashier's check for $494 to this postcard for, of course, just expenses on my part and keeping the operation going. Right, yes, I, I believe onions, well, pennies They don't it. grow themselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll have to fact check that. Um, but, so you have a fan club, so you give advice? What else do you give through your fan club? Uh, advice, words of wisdom, platitudes, things of the such. That's quite a variety. Yeah, <laughs> very different. Um, sometimes, uh, depending on the nature of your sexual organs, I will send pictures of myself in the nude if I find you to be a acceptable mate. Hmm. And so, how do you send that? So, do you take a picture of yourself, or... And send it. I have a professional photographer. Oh, okay. To take these nude pictures. Is uh, that they're very tasteful. Tasteful nudes. I've been trying to get them into Esquire magazine, but they have not returned any of my handwritten letters. Well, I think they like to show off clothes, maybe. <laughs> in Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You don't need them. Oh, I see. and is this kind of relate to psychology where it's better to be in the nude, to be closer to the elements and closer to your newborn state? Absolutely. The, the, the more natural you are, the better. So you're like peeling off a layer of yourself, like a layer of an onion. Yes, but much like the clothes of a person, the outside of an onion can be used as well, as we very much know from the onion burrito analogy we had come up with before. Oh, it was just an analogy. I mean, analogies can be factual. Wow, you really are such a, a great mind. <laughs> this is incredible. I am learning so much today. Uh, now, do you travel all around the world? I, I imagine you must go through across different countries and spread your message. No, I mostly stay in the United States because I fear that's where they need me the most. Uh, oh, you've think the country's maybe not going in the right direction? It's not. There are, uh, there's lots of problems with baking culture in this country. With baking culture? Baking culture. Oh, I didn't realize there were so many issues with that. Not only the process of baking fungus and other bacterias, but the overall process in which people bake uh, across the U.S. Uh, feel like Places like France, where they have things like baguettes and, you know, uh, 
other countries. That... Right, right. Well, people love the Great British Baking Show. Absolutely. And they can't get enough. something that we don't have here. So I'm trying to uh, rally a group of like-minded individuals. I'm mm. calling the Pastriots. <laughs> I, oh, I, you're a member of this group. This the member, member, founder, co-founder. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you gotten a treasure? Lot of... Oh, that's important. You wear many hats. Uh, many pastry. I chef like hats. to wear one hat, baseball hat, facing forward, and then take another very similar hat and face it backwards and pretend that I'm Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh yes, his famous deerstalker hat. Uh, so you're you're on the hunt in a way for clues and to solve a mystery of what happened to baking in America. Absolutely, it started off so good with Indian fry bread, uh, which actually has a very contentious history in its own, which I don't care to get into right now. No, no, let's not. That's too much. Maybe for another episode. For another, I I do give a very very open-minded class on that, which uh, has only been attended by young white males. That seems to be your demographic. I look around here, <laughs> and I do notice a lot of young white males, a lot of khakis, a lot of polo shirts. Many would believe that they are the most subjugated and tormented, uh, you know... Yeah, demographic. I, I've heard some people In the people United say States, and I... I tend to agree with them. I, I feel that, that, that no one really listens to the young white male. And is that, uh, well, uh, that's a, quite an interesting <laughs> claim. <laughs> so these are member. These are also patriots uh, of yours. I Absolutely, suppose. we uh, we don our <clears throat> gay apparel. <laughs> gay apparel in the sense of that we have uh, croissant pasties that we wear. So you're not fully nude. No, the nipples are another source for energy to escape the body and should be covered most times uh, either with hands or with uh, pasties, pastry pasties. Oh, I, like paste, maybe? The paste? <laughs> like a jam? A jam, Elmer's glue. <laughs> you know, I'm a member of a... Uh, a jam preserving group that oh please tell me more well uh, well we're a jazz band as well a jazz combo we're called keep a lid on it oh that is very clever in fact i was uh with them earlier today and you know i am on the run from some uh some deadly people so oh no my goodness i uh i, I what, what kind of deadly people well, i'm not ducking into this uh, ice room for no reason. I, I may be on the run from some people myself. You too. So are there people it's who... It's a great band, yes. <laughs> Not so much for their politics, but... You just... don't care for their politics, just their music. No, no, yes, just their music. But you're on the run because what... Well, I guess that's a Paul McCartney song. Yes. Or band on the run. Uh, but, so, do you think there are people who don't like your message and want to quiet you? I'm sure there are. I seem to encounter them everywhere, though. I can't find anyone to actually send me any death threats, no matter how hard I try to rile people up. 
Oh, that's very surprising. Mostly all I get are low-grade pranks. Low-grade? Letting the air out of the tires of my sedan and things like that. They don't even slash your tires, they just... Minorly inconvenience me. I think the thought of actually committing a crime against me, they don't find it worth it. Oh, worth the time or the energy, I suppose. Yes, they don't know. They ha lack so much energy, losing it through their nipples from out of their balls. <laughs> well, this is quite quite a conundrum, I suppose. Uh, you, There's energy coming and going, people after you, but yet not after you. You're a... Uh, Page pastry, it stays strong, though. They do? They do. Okay, uh, you have to be baked, I imagine, at 400 or so degrees to kind of get crispy, strong, or... 420 degrees, baby. <laughs> oh, I think we're entering a new, fa a new session here. <laughs> I think I may be beginning to see something uh, new. Well, this is... Uh, you know, I, I have to say, I'm surprised people don't believe in your message because you have such a wonderful voice. It's... Thank you. I've been asked many times to be a voice on Sesame Street, but um, I have to decline. I do not work well with children. No, you, why, you don't like children or children don't like you? I feel like they're too close to the earth. They know too much. Uh, they're only going to lose the... Uh, the power that they have wasted right power is wasted on children so much like happiness yeah youth uh, oh youth is wasted on the un for sure and yes all i mean happy meals are wasted on them i would love a happy meal i they don't get just love to be happy at some point well you and me both uh, <laughs> it's very elusive that uh so <laughs> You you don't like children, uh, and you said the Sesame Street will not hire you, but that makes it seem like you've applied? No, they've asked me several times. They come to you? Oh, because your voice does I mean, remind it's me. mostly one character coming out of a trash can when I'm walking by to my apartment, yelling at me and saying that I need you to come here and do something for me. And I say, I cannot work for Sesame Street. I do not work well with children. Well, I'm not sure that is Sesame Street. Uh, you may be confusing some person in a trash can. <laughs> I, I am a professor. I do not think that is a possibility, but I will uh, accept your willingness to believe in yourself. Well, I appreciate that. I think <laughs> <laughs> I will believe in myself. And, you know, all of this uh, is making me kind of hungry, this, these kind of loop to well, Why don't we go out for some pastries? That sounds wonderful. I, I know of a great place to get an onion bagel. That, that sounds like the combination of all your favorite things. It's just an onion cut in half and then with a hole punched through the middle of it, which you spread onion cream cheese on. It is quite delicious. And is onion cream cheese just... Pureed onion with chopped up onions in it. It is quite good. Well, uh, that sounds good to me. All right, off to the onion district we go. 
All right. Sounds good. Uh, and for But That's a Different Story, this is Ronald Donaldson. I will see you next time.